Welcome to Manager Tools. Technology and one-on-ones. This cast answers these questions. What technology do you recommend in a one-on-one? Can I use my laptop to make notes in a one-on-one? How can technology improve one-on-ones? Well, if you want answers to these questions, and you do, keep listening. Here we go. You know when you meet someone for the first time and you just click, or sometimes it's just the opposite, you get a bad vibe from them? Well, I wish I could tell you you're super intuitive, but more likely, it's just DISC. Our communication styles play into our first impressions and make a big difference in how we work and communicate with others. Join us at one of our upcoming Effective Communicator Conferences, where we'll help you identify the different communication styles and teach you to tailor your behaviors to be more effective with everyone, not just those who you're naturally inclined to. Visit us at manager-tools.com forward slash training to register today. We've made a lot of recommendations against technology and one-on-ones in the past. I think could be misconstrued, right? Because we didn't no. go in well, general, go into a lot of detail about all sorts of technology. No? No, you could, you could overreact, but you couldn't misconstrue. I, I don't think. I mean, we said don't use laptops to take notes in a meeting. And because people are wedded to their laptops in many cases, they took that to mean, oh, I can't use my laptop in a one-on-one. We never said it. We never implied it. Um, you know, we didn't say you can't use technology. I think even we've hinted at some of the things we'll talk about in this cast. But I got to tell you, Mike, of the 10 questions we get at every conference, this is one of the 10. Every single time. You know, can I use my laptop? Well, when they ask the question, though, they, they mean can they type on their laptop to take notes? That's what they really mean. Oh, that's right? absolutely. And and often that's the question. You know, hey, hey, hey well, to give you an example, 10, 12 years ago, when we started doing the manager tools version of this training, we didn't, we didn't have a slide for note taking. We had one bullet. Now we have a slide in order to help people. We spend a minute talking about why note taking on laptops is bad. But in fact, technology in a one-on-one is great. Uh, in many cases, you and I use it. We love it just not for note-taking. And of course, when people say, well, I thought you were against technology in one-on-ones, I said, we have an entire slide here about phone one-on-ones. Since when are phones not technology? Yeah, and obviously, I mean, we're we're in our 50s, and so we're, clearly we're against technology because we're old curmudgeons, as I think somebody said on a <laughs> one, one iTunes podcast review, <laughs> just a bunch of old white men, that's us. That's I get emails from people saying, you're clearly out of touch. You don't know about the new world. You don't know how millennials are shaping the world. You and your business partner are two old white guys in white or blue button-down shirts giving guidance. And I thought, wow. Okay. Uh, I'll leave it right there. Well, in some sense, it's correct. We do we do like blue. I do blue button-down yeah. shirts. So there you go. And I am kind of old, but I do like technology. Yeah, there's a difference between those, doing those things. And making it a pejorative. Yeah, exactly. That you're old, which I think is discriminatory. But okay, so we have three bits of guidance here for this cast. So we're, we're going to reiterate our guidance about no typing for note taking. We do recommend tablets and Microsoft OneNote, which is existing technology. And folks, I know that we'll be we'll try to be careful there around the difference between timely and timeless. For those of you who don't know, every single cast we've ever put out. Uh, in the last 13 years, is still relevant today. It's very different from other podcasts. And uh, we don't address technology trends because that would make a cast 
obsolete at some point in the future. But in this case, we do we do have to talk a little bit about the existing technology today. And if it changes enormously, we end up writing with our minds in the air. <laughs> we'll right. we'll change the podcast. And the last point. Using things like tracking websites, reporting websites, shared websites, technology, you know, sharing a screen or something like that, we highly recommend sharing documents. Works very well. We've done it. We know thousands of managers who are doing it while staying away from the siren call of typing on a laptop for note-taking. Okay, so let's go back to our earlier guidance just for a few minutes about no typing for note-taking. And that's, I guess that's the key, right? No typing for note-taking. Yeah. The core of our early technology guidance in Manager Tools one-on-ones was don't type your notes on a laptop during the one-on-one. Yeah, and just just be clear, because I mean, we, we are old, and, and this is in the show notes. Old. Okay, folks, Mike's old. I'm not. Okay. We're not. Um, if, you, if you're 25 and you think of 57-year-old people as old, then you think we're old. Um, but that's a label. Okay, I'm not going to talk about that again. That, that just got a bad reaction from my business partner, so... Any case, um, we used to we used when we first started doing manual tools. We used to talk about you can't use a typewriter either. So that's just just saying. Oh, I totally blew your joke, didn't I? Yeah, you did. It's like this. I I almost uh, I had to I had to follow through on it, but now now it's just oh well. Oh wait, sorry. That's thirty seconds, folks. You'll never get back. So go ahead, partner. Yeah. So if you ask me, I think it was an affront against people who wanted to type because they did use their laptop to type notes in meetings and in other things that they do. And that was an assault on the way that they did things. And so that was turned into a generalized ban, which we never meant, never intended, so on. It's been our sense. Uh, You can email me and tell me I'm wrong at uh, mahorseman at manager-tools.com. The issue is those who wish to use their laptops really want to use their laptops. They really do for everything. And to tell you the truth, I would say that there's data that suggests that that tends to be age-based since we were making jokes about being old. Uh, It's much more likely that a 25-year-old, 23-year-old today would have a laptop with them on the couch when they're watching TV or in the kitchen whereas a 45-year-old is less likely to do that. Please don't email me and tell me you're 45 and you do that, because that's true, but I said less likely, not guaranteed. Uh, And the people that want to use their laptops for note-taking for everything all the time, and in one-on-ones, the primary thing we're talking about here is note-taking, because it's easier, because it's better, because there's a digital record, because I'm faster typing, because I can email the results By the way, that's moot now, because it's more searchable and so on. We stand by our earlier guidance. We encourage you, we implore you, don't take notes by typing into your laptop during a one-on-one. There are some important facts you need to consider. Uh, Folks, I know that you mean well, and and one one of the histories, one of the threads of history of mankind is people mean well, but it doesn't always matter that you mean well if the perception is very different than that. Because I promise you, your directs will think you're checking email. And you say, but I'm not in a one-on-one. And they've sat around meeting rooms with you when you are typing notes in your laptop. 
And by the way, it's annoying. We can hear you. And it's really annoying when one of your friends talks and you're typing furiously, and then one of your enemy talks and they talk for two minutes and you, I only hear 10 keystrokes. I don't know. I don't think that's really note-taking, or at least it's sending a signal you probably don't want to send. And yes, politics matter. And yes, relationships matter because all the jobs with dogs and trees in our company are taken. You're going to have to work with people, but they've seen you doing that in meetings. And so it's natural. They're not being uh, discriminatory. They're not looking down on you by saying, oh, you're doing that to me. You're trying to screw me in this one-on-one. No, they're saying, oh, he's using his laptop. That means email. his email client is running. And they imply that that means that um, they think that you believe that your email is more important than them, which defeats the entire purpose of a one-on-one. Exactly. Yeah. I remember you sharing once that you used to let your phone ring on your desk in a one-on-one and have your directs look at you and say, are you going to get that? And you, you looked at them and said, no, I'm with you. Right. And that sent a better message than muting the phone. So too many, in my experience, of the quote, digital record keeping, unquote, quote, paperless, unquote, crowd are in a largely overlapping Venn diagram bubble with multitaskers. That's why they leave the email client running, even though they're, quote, not looking at it, unquote. Your colleagues, your directs in this case, have seen you doing that multiple times. I have seen you doing it. I watch people in a manager in meetings. And when a manager says to me he wasn't checking his mail, but nevertheless refused to turn off his email client, which he insisted he would not use during one-on-ones. A little incongruous there, just a little bit. Yeah, and, and folks, to be fair, it doesn't matter whether you're doing email or not. In a meeting focused on building a trusting relationship with the direct, your direct's perception of your use of your laptop matters to the trust-building exercise you're undergoing. Right. And you didn't even talk about the idea that most folks, I will say most folks, if you have your laptop and you have all sorts of notifications going, you cannot help but be distracted. I think, Mark, in your conversation, you was, you're making the assumption that these uh, managers have Herculean abilities to ignore all that which input coming at them, which they don't. So uh, we didn't even go there. So Yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember, but years ago, my heck, Mike, it's been 13 years ago when we were talking about one-on-ones and about note-taking and so on in, in a cast. Uh, I made the comment that if you're doing a one-on-one in a cubicle, which we've said for years is fine, Oftentimes in cubicles, a manager has a cubicle and then they have, and you guys are going to laugh at this, but it's true. In the cubicle construction world, places like Herman Miller and Steelcase and so on, there's something called a tongue. And that is the thing that sticks out, the part of your desk that sticks out and is usually rounded on the end, which allows someone, allows you to move your chair over and still have writing space in front of you, and somebody else can sit across on the other side of the tongue. And I see this happening. And um, when we made the change to many more people having laptops versus desktops for all kinds of great reasons, they would leave their laptop open and facing them, but generally at an angle, at a 30-degree or 40-degree angle to uh, their line of sight to the direct. And to your point, for a long time and still today in 2018, my sense is that laptops, as you say, are literally a 
an alarm and ringing and buzzing and chirping and flashing cornucopia. It is amazing. I've said this before. I'll say it again. At Microsoft, for Outlook, there is the potential, at least for a lot of years, I don't know if that's still the case. I haven't looked at Outlook on a Windows machine in a while. An alert that you got an email can slide up in the bottom right-hand corner. It, it may be con customizable, configurable. You could have it come from different places. But in the vast majority of cases, when I've been looking over people's shoulder and they're showing me something, there, there's email popping up from the bottom right-hand corner. And then if you leave it alone, it goes away. That's called toast. Most people assume it's toast because it comes up like toast out of a toaster. In fact, the joke at Microsoft is your toast, if you look at it all the time, because particularly at Microsoft, as an, with an email culture, maybe not as big an email culture as, say, Intel, but a big culture for email, like many technology companies, if you're looking at your screen and you're getting those things, you're getting an email every minute. If you're getting an email every minute, you have an attention span of about 30 seconds, because it takes you 30 seconds to regain your focus on something else, which is just impossible. Um, so you're, you're totally right about notifications and alerts and alarms and beeps and buzzes. And I want to make sure people understand. I'm not sure I was terribly, terribly clear, because I think there's a subtlety to it that can be missed. If you have, let's just say this laptop, you, you have it a 40 degree angle as you're talking to your direct. Even if you don't go over and open up an email and read it, even if you don't go and type on it, as you're talking to your direct, there are hypersensitized to your behaviors, the, th the things you do. And every time something pops up, because the, the, the light emitting from the laptop is slightly different because a new window popped up or a new notification popped up, and you do nothing but glance over with your eyes. It's the glance. Yep. Your direct will immediately notice that and conclude, again, that you're not focused on them just by glancing over. And I just defy somebody to have their laptop there and not glance over. I think it's virtually impossible. Yeah. And if you're not going to glance at it. Why have it? Why have it? Okay. Okay. Second point. Laptops don't work as well. If, in fact, we're talking about note-taking, and note-taking would, the purpose of that would be to capture a record to help you with recall and to have a record to refer to later, although that tends to be done less than most people think, they just don't work as well. Note-taking on a laptop is about efficiency rather than effectiveness. There's no question, guys, that you can type faster than you can write. I'm not even addressing the issue that everyone in the world thinks it's annoying when you're looking at them but typing somewhere else. You're not a stenographer. And it's particularly annoying when they talk for two minutes and you only do 12 keystrokes. But we agree, you can type faster than you can write. And I also agree that you can type and more clearly than you can handwrite. And I also agree that there are studies that show that young people today, their handwriting is worse uh, because they're typing more. I would argue that that's fine, but I, I think you still need to learn how to handwrite. And I don't necessarily need to have you handwrite as well as so that I can read it, but you need to be able to read it. And many of the people who are typing all the time says, I can't even read my own writing. I said, well, that's not a problem with your laptop or your typing. <laughs> that's a problem with a different skill. When people tell me about laptop note-taking, they say that basically the proponents of this, that's what they want to tout. The process. But just because the input process, typing, is faster 
doesn't mean the intended goal. Recall is enhanced. In fact, typed note-taking is famous for being the worst form of note-taking. I've said it before. I'll say it again here. There's a classic study. No, it's not classic because it's only happened in the last year or two. Three groups of people uh, listening to a lecture, one taking notes on a laptop, one handwriting notes, and the third group pretending to write notes with an invisible pen on an invisible piece of paper. The group that came in last in recall of that lecture was the note-taking group on a laptop. Note-taking on a laptop is not built for your brain. Your brain doesn't store text. It stores pictures. And guys, here's even more. Despite the digital nature of the record that would then allow you to type in your query, there are plenty of studies showing that searching a handwritten notebook is faster than digital search. Again, because the brain stores images and not text, assuming you have a little bit of organization for the paper. We've all had the experience of knowing we wrote something down, a key piece of information, and we can even remember where it was in the paper and the fact that it was turned sideways. And then we instantly recognize it when we turn to the page that we wrote it on. That's not about text. It's not about digitization. It's not about storage. It's not about speed. That's about visual context, which is something our brains do magnificently. Our brains don't store text. The third thing people say, I I want an electronic searchable sendable record. That's not a good reason. I can give you an electronic searchable sendable record of your handwritten notes. Just take a picture of your handwritten notes with your smartphone and text them to your direct. Heck, you can even highlight them now. They, they show ads on TV with people marking things up on their tablets, their iPads, with circling and putting highlighting. It looks so cool when they do it. It never looks cool when I do it, by the way, because the thing they're highlighting looks awesome. The things that I do look horrible because I'm not a designer. And frankly, how often do you need to send your one-on-one notes to your direct? And please don't tell me it's because your directs don't take notes and you're the official note taker because holy Toledo, are you raising a group of directs who don't know that as a professional, they're supposed to take a notebook and a pen to every meeting and they're supposed to make their own notes and their notes are supposed to be separate than yours, but contemporaneous. It's almost part of professional legal life. Yeah. A manager tools one-on-one is a meeting. And that means everybody in it, including your direct, which everyone is both of you, is taking relevant notes as well. We've all been in a situation where we're talking about X in a meeting, and X causes us to remember that we have to do something related to Y. To have your direct sitting across from you and for you to be the note taker so that, and, and to take him on your laptop so you can easily send a copy to your direct means you can't do that. When, you, when you're talking about X and you think about Y, but now your direct can't do that because they're not taking notes. Or if they are, they're going to have to pull out their phone and type on it in the middle of the meeting, and that probably means you think they're texting somebody else. <laughs> and if you think that's okay, um, you're missing the point of one-on-ones. And yes, note-taking by laptop in all situations that come to mind is also a bad idea. Everyone thinks you're doing email and other things as well, but that doesn't mean that laptops are bad or typing is bad. I did have one manager tell me that he's been in meetings with the CEO of his fairly big company and he didn't take notes. I had somebody tell me that at a conference. Yeah, my CEO came to a meeting and he didn't take notes. (laughs) So folks, two things about that. One, you're not the CEO. (laughs) He rides in the corporate uh, jet. Don't, uh, I suspect that you probably don't. So don't try. 
And and the fact is, you didn't see him take notes because one of his phalanx of admins who was in there in the meeting with him did take notes for him. Or he had one key point and he walked out and told his admin, don't forget to remind me tomorrow of X. And if you had an admin or two or three and a research assistant as well and a PR person as well, you could do that. But you don't. So <laughs> take notes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's go to the more uh, positive things, things you can do. Tablets in OneNote, we recommend them. Yeah. Guys, all the evidence that, that we have against typing to take notes is not the same thing as a general technological banishment for, for notes capture. Even if we just think about note-taking, just note-taking, there are ways to use technology to enhance your notes. Remember, the problem is not technology. The problem is typing's output of text, and that processes effect on the purpose of notes recall. And we're not engaging in a Luddite-like rejection of technology. We're not. We love technology. Using a tablet to take notes with a stylus or a pen works magnificently in a one-on-one. -on -one. You get the inexplicable benefit of the muscle memory of handwritten notes with the bonus of having all of your one-on-one -on -one notes in one easy-to-carry-around device slash location versus heavy paper notebooks or three-ring binders. And to tell you the truth, you know, in my case now, we joke about us being old. If I'm reviewing my one-on-one -on -one notes and I take notes in a very nice Meissen binder and it's late at night on a plane... I have to get on my reading glasses and turn on the light on the plane, which sometimes I'm loath to do if everybody else on the plane is sleeping. Heck, at 10 in the morning, half the people in first class are sleeping, which is bizarre to me. But having my notes on a stylus, on an iPad, on a, uh, I'm sorry, on an iPad or a tablet, using, having used the stylus, and being able, quite frankly, to annotate them later in a different color, that would be cool. They can be zoomed digitally. I don't need my reading glasses. Now, power goes out, my battery dies, that's a problem. And now we go back to a notebook and a pen, of course. But I think the idea of using my tablet, my iPad would be great. And Mike, don't you do that now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you do. Now, when we first put out this guidance, guys, there really wasn't a strong stylus solution that had solved the latency problem. Latency is the sense of having to wait for your writing to appear. Your brain is so tuned to what you've been doing for years when you learn to write that if there's even a, a few milliseconds, I don't know what the, what the actual dividing line is, it becomes annoying. Now, OneNote on a tablet, on a Windows laptop tablet, for instance, was very close, but it wasn't for everybody. And that technological speed bump, in our opinion, has been flattened in the past 10 years based on the amount of ads I see for people riding on tablets, sitting outside next to a lake, wearing cool clothes and smiling all the time. Despite your use of a stylus or a pen or a pencil, you still have a digital record. You still get the memory of using the right muscles. Don't ask me why that is, but that's what science says in your capture effort. If a director wants to copy your notes, and I would argue, we would argue that it should not be a standing order, as I've alluded to earlier, because you don't want to obviate their need to take their own notes. But if they want to copy your notes, you can text or email your notes with a couple of clicks. Or like handwritten notes, you can just do a screen grab and text them. And no trees will need to be planted and prepared for later deforestation. 
And look, Manager Tools is a proud Apple shop. We've trained lots of Apple managers. To be fair, we've also trained lots of Microsoft managers. We envy the Windows world use of a tablet, a stylus, and OneNote today. The syncing ability of OneNote and a stylus and Outlook is wickedly good, in my opinion. Ten years ago, I thought it was magic what our friend Michael Swinson showed us he could do. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google it or Bing it and find out. The ability to drag a name to Outlook, if Outlook is your, you know, your mail client, and it automatically creates a mail to that person, being able to circle and drag things to your calendar for creating appointments, and it reading your handwriting, it recognizes your handwriting, because Outlook and OneNote collaborate on that. Oh, that's wow, seriously awesome. I mean, you're taking steps out of the process. So please, we like technology here, podcast being a technology, and we think tablets and stylus and OneNote and iPads and Outlook and so on are awesome. And you should come up with your own and you could probably find entire blog posts and websites devoted to the integration of tablets and styluses and workflows. I wouldn't be surprised if David Allen has something related to him and getting things done at this point, or somebody does. A life hack. There's a lot out there. Google search will give you a million. Yeah. Okay. And last, what about tracking websites or reporting websites or shared documents? And the answer is yes, yes, and yes. In particular, given the number of one-on-ones that happened over the phone, how could you not use these things? I guess it's a question for me. Yeah, I, I, I think the answer is, you know, we didn't intend to say you can't use technology. Some people heard it and then ended up getting frustrated that they're taking all these manual notes and then, oh, I can't look at my screen. I can't look at my laptop. I can't refer to an internal electronic document and got frustrated with one-on-ones. And I, I don't blame you. The note-taking part of technology was such a big stumbling block, or the technology part of note-taking maybe, that we never really shared other great uses of technology in one-on-ones. We've shared the statistic before in these that 80, in our, our data show, 86% of managers, what they really want to talk about in one-on-ones is work during their portion of their one-on-ones. Has the direct done what they're supposed to do? Did they do it when they were supposed to do it? What was the quality standard? What's their forecast for work productivity in the next few days? A la Scrum, what are their roadblocks coming up? Those kinds of questions in the technology slash productivity enabled world that we live in just beg the question, right? Why not then refer to a a status spreadsheet that's live on an internal website to ask questions about status? We do it at Manager Tools. My directs know that we have a, spreadsheet with status, red, amber, green, and so on. And uh, I mean, if they're red on something and they haven't told me about it in advance, I'm going to ask them about it because one of the first things I do during my portion of the one-on-one is to say, okay, let's go to Cyprus, uh, which is an internal website. If you couldn't do that, it defeats the real-time nature of an electronic document to have to print it out so you could refer to it. And we all know what can happen there. The direct, truthfully or otherwise, can say your printed out version is out of date because they updated it in the last hour. 
Now we have to decide whether or not we want to look at the website live to find out whether or not they're fibbing. And that's not a good moment. It's just not. Why not read an email you got from a customer or from the direct rather than referring to it generally? Sure, you could print it out, but we've actually found that showing people that you're reading the mail, yes, turn your laptop around and show them that you've booted up your mail client to make sure you're discussing their behavior, which is the words they put in the email, rather than discussing their attitude or some general sense of somebody complained about something you did, it works way better than you holding up a printed email if you're on the phone, for instance. You talked about sharing notes earlier, right? Not generally don't recommend that managers take take notes for their directs, but some shared visual representation of the discussion, such as a whiteboard. It's amazing how useful those are during meetings. And yeah, one-on-ones is an important meeting. Why not why not take advantage of that on a one-on-one as well? Yeah, group discussions typically are enormously improved by something called visual record keeping, which we have a podcast about brainstorming on a whiteboard, doing what went well and take a look at the hot wash guidance on a flip chart or on a whiteboard. So write some notes on a whiteboard right in front of them, even if you're using FaceTime for the one-on-one because they're remote. Position your device's camera and talk them through that just like you were in a conference room. Stand up at the whiteboard and take notes and let them take notes too if they want to. And heck, when you're done, take pictures of what you wrote on the whiteboard after and email them. Now, you might say, oh, no, I'll just take notes manually. Let's brainstorm. Part of visual record keeping is the benefit of everyone in the meeting, admittedly only two here, being able to read through previous notes and get reminders and suggestions and so on, again, particularly for brainstorming. But it also gives you the ability for both of you to stare at the ideas you've thrown up there, the the details you've thrown up there for uh, – in, in summary and go, okay, what have, you know, globally, strategically, what have we got and what have we missed and so on. Brainstorm live with both of you capturing your thoughts in a Google Sheets document in real time. Watch what your direct is saying and typing. Watch what you're direct, what you're typing and saying. Refer jointly to any live document you use or that your team uses for status, for budget, for planning, for projects. You know, if it's sensitive and you don't want to grant access all the time, like your budget, change the password when you're done. Let's say you're doing a design and you have to add some web pages to a website somewhere. Show them two or three or four websites whose design you liked. Share your screen. Yeah, you could send over links in advance and have them look at it, but why not look at it together and have them point? Heck, I've seen people on a laptop using their phone They're talking on the phone to their boss. They're on FaceTime. They've got headset in and they let up their laptop and they point their phone's camera, the phone FaceTime camera at the laptop to show the boss what they're pointing at on the screen. I like this. I don't like that. You could text them an address. If you're using Skype or I'm sure FaceTime or anything else allows the ability to text them an address during your one-on-one. Send it as a message through Skype, right? Don't make a habit of it, but you could send some links in advance and let them know you'll want to review whatever's there during your one-on-one because you're both going to light up that website and take a look at it. 
tell them specifically, don't waste time on your por- during your portion of your one-on-one. This is not me hijacking the one-on-one. Now you start doing that every week. They're going to start briefing you on what you send. And now it's not a one-on-one because your agenda is overtaking theirs. And look, if, if work performance is at all on your mind, why not go over highlights, good and bad, of their responsibilities of whatever work or task or project website you use to keep track of your status, like I mentioned with our Cypress. Because surely you do insist on live tracking of task and deliverable status, right? <laughs> surely you do. And again, ScreenShare, we use Skype and Zoom here at Manager Tools, as well as using Google Docs an awful lot for brainstorming, for editing, for creating zero drafts collaboratively, for walking colleagues through presentations, and for the presentation themselves. Great uses of technology that aren't note-taking. These are just some of the things. Folks, I would encourage you to write us and tell us other uses of technology you use that help you in your one-on-one. We'll share them with everybody in an aside to a future cast, as long as they're not note-taking. All the stuff we mentioned, a great, reasonable, supported, recommended use of technology. And you can even type, just not for the note-taking portion of it. And I know that means you're going to have to do two things at once, but hey, you're going to have to handwrite and you're going to have to use technology, but then... You're a multitasker, so it's cool. Well, good. We, well, we finally put this this bad rumor to to rest. Um, we do believe that technology can help your one-on-ones. Yeah. Typing on your laptop might be efficient, but it's ineffective, and that's not good. So that's it. Hope that helps. Thanks, my friend. Have you ever wondered what your results might be if all of your managers were following the Manager Tools guidance? Well, it's simple to know. Let us bring our effective manager, communicator, or interviewer training directly to you on site where we can customize our guidance and on a day that works best for your uptempo. For a flat investment of $15,000, we'll work with up to 30 folks, and all Invecta manager attendees receive the roadmap license along with organizational reporting and measurement. Your organization incurs no cost nor downtime for travel when we come directly to you. For more information, contact Maggie at manager-tools.com. All right, everyone. We'll see you next week. So long.